This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by ShipStation and by Manscaped. It's the final Tech News Day of the year, folks. We did it. A whole other year. Yeah, actually, the final episode of the decade. Wow. In and fact. What a decade it's been for tech. <laughs> what a decade. Yeah, it really went downhill towards the end of there. Mm. And what better way to go out than reporting on one of our favorite topics? Toilet news. The big dick toilet is here to stay, folks. So a few days ago, we talked about female urinals. A few weeks ago, we talked about how buckets can not only be toilets, but also a weapon. Last year, we talked about the masculine toilet. The big dick toilet. Long before that, we invented the big dick toilet. We're both proud owners of Japanese-style bidets, so we think we know a thing or two about toilets. Yes, we're experts. And yet, the toilet innovations continue. Unfortunately, though, this latest toilet technology innovation totally sucks. Yeah, uh, as reported this week in the Daily Mail, actually, no, fuck the Daily Mail. Let's look at the story that Wired published about it a few days earlier before the Daily Mail got their greasy, stupid little fingers all over it. Okay, that's better. Here we go. Headline. The corporate poo patrol is coming after your precious toilet time. I don't like the sound of that. No. Uh, Yes, we've already covered the fact that so many data-driven companies nowadays actively monitor employees' toilet time because everyone has to be working at 100% efficiency all day long. We, that's that's old news. This latest innovation is just a new way to help ensure that employees on a toilet break are never even momentarily comfortable. Great. Mm-hmm. As the saying goes, let's all do it together now. Boss Bob makes a dollar, dollar, I make, make a dime. dime. That's, that's why, why I poop, poop on company time. time. It was the one last thing we all had to hold on to as, uh, <laughs> as workers. Mm-hmm. Well, the boss does not like that, pooping on company time. So mm-hmm. meet the standard toilet, which is not standard at all. But it does look pretty standard. Sure. So what's so different about it? Well, let's check standardtoilet.net. Why standard toilet? It is estimated that in the United Kingdom alone, extended employee breaks cost industry and commerce an estimated four billion pounds per annum. With the advent of flexible zero-hour contracts, it is easy to see why our standard toilet can be an asset to a business. Our unique patent application, applicable UK and worldwide, offers the ability to increase business efficiency and profits through reductions in social media usage. Okay, so that doesn't really clarify things. Just no. tell us about what's so special with this toilet. I gotta know. Come on. All right, well, according to that Wired article, the standard toilet sits at a downward angle of 13 degrees. After around five minutes of sitting, this will cause strain on the legs, similar to a low-level squat thrust, but not enough to cause health issues, reassures Mahabir Gill, founder of Standard Toilet. Anything higher than that would cause wider problems. 13 degrees is not too inconvenient, but you'd soon want to get off the seat quite quickly. Okay, yeah, now that you mention it, the toilet in the pictures is sloped forward at an uncomfortable degree. It's a sad toilet. Yeah. Hmm. Sad toilet for sad employees. Yeah. And while the standard toilet website also says that the optimal angle of the seat is 11 to 13 degrees, it also says that the patent covers up to 35 degrees of decline, (laughs) which is fucking insane. Yeah. That's like an actual wall squat. Just remove the toilet. Yeah. Just put a fucking hole in the ground. There's plenty of countries in the world that uh, utilize that uh, standard. And they're right. We were not designed to sit on a fucking chair to poop. Uh, The problem with this is companies, uh, they're going to be scared of their employees when they just are completely ripped from squatting for extended periods of time. Even with the slightly angled toilet, you're going to build up some muscles if you can uh, handle it. You know what? You make your employees do wall sits that long, one of these days they're going to rise up and they're going to kick you in the face and it's going to hurt really bad because those quads are going to be rock solid. The determination from these employees to somehow build their muscles so that they're not interrupted by the angle of this toilet, (laughs) it's going to be strong enough to 
like they're gonna look like Kamel Nanjiani before too they long. They are vascular. That's all he really did. Yeah, he was just squatting. He just changed the the angle of his toilet. Yeah, the, the doctors hate him. So yeah, standard toilet of course claims that their angled toilet comes with health benefits for the user, such as improved posture. Uh, but the founder also just straight up says, quote, its main benefit is to the employers, not the employees. Yeah, obviously. So thank you for honesty. Yeah. And and sure, I guess in the case of like public toilets in crowded locations, something like this might help people hurry the fuck up and keep the line moving. Mm-hmm. But in a workplace scenario, this is just blatantly hostile to workers. It's another good reason to have that Crohn's card. You swipe it in this toilet and it angles up yeah. because it knows, okay, buddy, we know oh, you're going to be sir. Be here for a little bit longer than the average person, potentially, so. Yeah. I want a toilet that's angled backwards, so it's hard to get off. <laughs> I, I guess I'm stuck here. Well, I'll die here. You, you sit down there for more than five minutes, your legs fall asleep, and you are stuck. Yeah. There's no getting up. Mm-hmm. Well, that Wired article, it also mentioned some other fun new workplace toilet innovations. A company called Enlightened sells a suite of workplace sensor technology, including heat sensors and sensors in office chairs, which actively track how often employees are away from their desk or in the bathroom. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It also mentions a call center in Scotland that this year started forcing employees to register their bathroom breaks online, limiting these breaks to 1% of the workday. Uh, in other words, four total minutes of toilet time in an eight-hour day. If you've got a heavy flow, even if you're not pooping, you're going to get in trouble. Uh, since it's the end of the decade, we might as well make some predictions for the next decade, the roaring 20s. Mm-hmm. So, okay, by the year 2030, hmm, what's going to happen? Well, wearing adult diapers to work will become common practice. And uh, some tech bro dipshit is going to make a billion dollars off of uh, workers' to- yeah. workers uh, diapers. Mark my words. And I've been right about a lot of things. We both have. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing we do. Yeah. Within the next 10 years, they are going to try to normalize adult diapers, not for the incontinent, but as uh, a, a workplace, a life hack. Yeah. They're going to ma- try to make these cool. They're going to rebrand diapers as, like, the way you get shit done. Too cold in the office? Take a nice steamy dump. It'll warm you right up. Yeah. It's just like pissing in your wetsuit. Anyway, speaking of tech bro dipshits, uh, one of our favorite tech bro dipshits from the past year was Adam Newman, founder and former CEO of WeWork, a company that somehow managed to successfully rebrand the concept of subletting commercial real estate into something innovative that rich people wanted to throw loads of money at. Mm -hmm. It was successful for a while, at least, because as you know, WeWork fell apart spectacularly right on the eve of its IPO. Once people started looking more closely at it and realized that there was absolutely no reason for it to be valued at $47 billion. Pissing off short sellers everywhere. Adam Newman still walked away a multi-billionaire, though. And as we talked about recently, his story will soon be a movie. Now, the big question, of course, is who could possibly play Adam Newman? But it didn't take long for them to find the right actor. Those casting directors are very good at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be Nicholas Braun. Or as fans of HBO's Succession know him, Cousin Greg, a.k.a. Greg the Egg. He stands six foot five and definitely bears a passing resemblance to Adam Newman. So it seems like it's some great casting, though unlike Cousin Greg, who is constantly out of his element and struggling to maintain a facade of having his shit together, playing Adam Newman is its going to be all about having an absolute God complex and an unshakable sense of confidence. And also acting, baby. Yes, true. Oh, also, wait a second, though, because Nicholas Braun is playing Adam Newman in in the WeWork TV series. That's completely different from the WeWork movie that we found out a few weeks back. Okay. Uh, They're both based on upcoming books about WeWork, but different upcoming books. So uh, it looks like we're going to have to wait a while to see uh, who's going to get the other role. And, uh, well, we're not going to wait that long to actually see some 
some content based on this WeWork They're thing. They're getting so that's a lot of good. content. If you if you enjoyed the WeWork story, mm-hmm. about a year from now, you're going to be able to relive it. Yeah. In two different books, a movie, a TV show, almost certainly at least one podcast. Oh, absolutely. So, party on, guys. Yeah. And get get up, pop out the, te- the tequila, pour some shots. Get the DJ going. Yeah. Grab your skateboard. Take the shoes off. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on now to some fun IoT news. That's short for Internet of Things. Yes. Uh, Amazon Echo owners can now replace their default Alexa voice with the voice of Samuel L. Jackson. For just 99 cents, you can ask Sam Jackson to tell you a joke, insult you. You can even turn on a profanity mode to unlock his true potential. Well, that's good. Uh, It seems like while there's a bunch of actual recorded answers, Amazon actually ran his voice through an AI to create a text-to-speech model of his voice uh, for stuff like asking Sam Jackson for the weather, I'm not sure he fully understood the implications, the implications of this when he signed on. I, I hope he's getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. He should get, like, a, a fee every time someone asks a question that relies on the AI. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, even if it's a small fee, you know, yeah. you negotiate it. And then those uh, people asking for weather updates, uh, you know, they're paying for his grandchildren's college tuition. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm just glad that they didn't, like, they didn't just censor him. I'm glad they added the profanity mode because that would have been completely pointless if you yeah. just were talking to Sam Jackson. What's even the point? Without though? him swearing. Uh, anyways, that's fun. Uh, here's some more voice assistant fun, though. Siri saved the life of a man whose car slid into a freezing cold river. Way to go, Siri. Yeah, so Uber kills someone with their car. Siri saves a life. We're back to even. Perfectly balanced. The AI is now even. Well, I, uh, a car did kill a guy last week, too. But, uh, <sighs> All right. Well, they're I, close. <laughs> they're close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, this guy, he couldn't find his phone after the crash, so he shouted for Siri to call 911, and she did. Sorry if that triggered any of your phones out there to make a Ooh. wrongful call to that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, we'll say it slower now if we have to say it again. But, uh, so, yes, Siri, pause, called the, I won't say the number, the emergency Emer- services. Yeah. Okay. That's what she did. Uh, so, yes, that is very nice. Thank you very, very much, Siri. Uh, on the other hand, uh, here's Siri laughing. You would like me to call you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> It is. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't like that. It's incredibly uncomfortable to hear. Is uh, she having an orgasm? Is she forcing out a, a huge dump, maybe on one of those uncomfortable toilets? Or a bucket. <laughs> no, uh, she's a robot, but it's no less unsettling. And others have actually managed to replicate this horrible effect. Here. Ha 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 ha. Speaking of very creepy things, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you have ring security cameras set up in your house, uh, first of all, just unplug that shit. You don't need it. But if you insist on keeping that shit turned on, you may soon be getting a visit from Jacob Marley or one of the three Christmas ghosts. Not really, but hackers have been breaking into people's ring accounts to scare the shit out of people via the ring camera's built-in speakers and microphones. In one incident, a hacker yelled racial slurs at a family for several minutes. Which ghost was that? Uh, The ghost of uh, Christmas... Way past. 
past, but not as past as we'd like to think. Yeah. Uh, in another incident, a hacker used a camera in an eight-year-old girl's room to play the song Tiptoe Through the Tulips and uh, tell the girl that he was Santa Claus. This all scared the shit out of her, obviously. Yeah, oh, that's also, like, <laughs> imagine your kid does this and you, you're like, oh, they've got an imaginary friend. How sweet is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, what did like, Santa no, tell you? No, there's someone in the room. They're like, okay. What did Santa tell you today? Is he going to get you all those yeah. gifts? Uh, and in yet another incident, a family was taunted by a hacker who made it sound like they were casing the place for a burglary. It was also harassing their dog. No. And all three of these happened just within the last week. So there's probably yeah, more where that came from. Pretty unsettling. Uh, yeah. Believe your children when they say they hear ghosts. Or they're talking to their made-up friends. Yeah, or just because, don't, don't put fucking cameras in yeah, your kids' well, room. Yes, that would be the obvious answer. But, you know, people, uh, these helicopter parents out there these days, yeah, just uh, believe your children and ask them to point out the stranger in their room. Uh, but what's going on here, really? Uh, well, according to Motherboard, there's a dedicated software for hacking ring cameras by basically brute-forcing usernames and passwords. And because a lot of people use the same usernames and passwords for multiple things, those usernames and passwords have, of course, ended up in a data breach at some point. There is numerous data breaches. Yeah, go to so, I, have I been dot, yeah. I don't remember. Just look it up. Yeah, it's a simple case of bad passwords and no two-factor authentication. What's creepy to think about, though, or... I guess creepier to think about, is that if these particular hackers hadn't verbally announced themselves, they could have just kept on spying through these cameras to their heart's content. And there's probably plenty more of these hackers who are doing that. Yeah. That's uh, less interested in trolling and more interested in voyeurism. Yeah, they're, that's <laughs> definitely happening. Yeah. Happening. Uh, so change your passwords, set up two-factor authentication, get a, a password manager, Especially if you have cameras around your house. Especially yeah. if you're, for some fucking reason, you put it in your child's room. Everyone's just, like, so happily just creating uh, a scenario where they can be spied on. Well, they, everyone they has to those do it. baby cams, and those can uh, presumably be hacked as well. Are those, like, I mean, I'm sure the ones today are, like, connected or online. But the classic one is just, you know. Give me the classic. End to end. Yeah. Baby so. monitor. Only I can hear it. I'm in the other room. That's it. That's yes. all you need. You don't need to fucking put this shit in the cloud. Yeah. The no one cares fine. about you that much. No one wants to... You're, you're paranoid, and you're really just asking to be spied on. Yes. But uh, if you want a ring camera, you're also probably a narc, so fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, right. this episode is sponsored by ShipStation. The holiday rush is here, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all these orders or decide which shipping carrier to use or know if you're getting the best rates? Well, luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered on time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them easy to manage from any device, including your phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, uh, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. So you'll always know that you're getting the best deal. 
Wow, no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use the code NEWSDAY to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and type in NEWSDAY. That's ShipStation.com. Offer code NEWSDAY. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Yeah, and this time you won't be uncomfortable if you have to ship. Yeah, perfectly level ship. Yeah. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. We're talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. How many times are you going to screw up while taking care of that undercarriage? Mm. Well, too many times. That's why Manscaped has changed things by redesigning the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your Christmas nuts. <laughs> the Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. And this package also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which, along with the Crop Reviver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package also comes with a pair of manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Tis the season to manscape. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and all the friends in your life the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. And for you, our loyal viewer, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code NEWSDAY at manscaped.com right now. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code NEWSDAY. Clean up your nuts, make Santa proud, you don't want coal down there. No. So, be a good boy. Yeah. Back to the news now. And uh, here's an update to a story that we talked about back in February and almost completely forgot about. So, a guy named Gerald Cotton founded a cryptocurrency exchange a while back called Quadriga CX. Uh, and then he died. And when he died, he was the only person who knew any of the passwords to the crypto exchange's cold storage where most of the coins were being kept. So... Suddenly, a whole lot of people could no longer access any of their cryptocurrency. Uh, at the time, the amount was reported as being around $190 million worth of crypto, but more recent estimates put it at around $250 million. Whether that's because the values have changed, crypto, you know, yeah. or the initial estimates were off, it's unknown, but that's a lot of money, regardless. Yeah. Uh, at the time, the circumstances around this, uh, to say the least, felt a bit suspicious. Mm -hmm. Gerald Cotton was said to have died while overseas of complications from Crohn's disease, which is rarely fatal, but uncomfortable, and that's why you need the card. Yeah. Uh, Quadriga CX also waited over a month to, after Cotton's death to disclose this to their users. Hmm. Cotton also updated his will just two weeks before his death, and there were rumors that cryptocurrency transfers were happening that should have been impossible if Quadriga were telling the truth. It was all very weird, but... You know, like most things, we just kind of forgot about it. But now we're back with an update. Ten months in the making. And the latest news is that Quadriga's former users, they want to dig up Gerald Cotton's body to just mm, take a peek, see if he's actually dead. <laughs> I love it. Love <laughs> it. Lawyers representing these users last week asked the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to... Uh, please and sorry, go ahead and dig up that body and do a post-mortem autopsy to both confirm its identity and cause of death. And, uh, you know, they, <laughs> the, the reason that they cite for why they need to do this is the questionable circumstances surrounding the death and the significant losses of the affected users of Quadriga. Yeah. 
And they want it done by spring of 2020, citing the decomposition concerns. Oh, it's freezing up there. It's, it's fine. The He's, body's he preserved. He looks just as good as the day he died. Yeah. Now, given the extremely weird circumstances, uh, it seems like the Mounties might actually do it. Cool. And that's very exciting because either, A, they dig him up and it turns out he's really dead and all these people are just sort of shit out of luck forever, which would be hilarious. Yeah. Or, B, they dig up an empty coffin and we find out that Gerald Cotton faked his own death, which would also be hilarious. So, stay tuned, I guess. We'll, we'll check on this one in, like, three or four months, probably. But yeah. uh, I totally forgot about this and I was like, oh, yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, well... He's probably somewhere in the Caribbean, and you can tell that he's there because you hear the, the ice in his Mai Tai glass shaking because he's so nervous about them yeah. digging up his body. I, I picture him more like on a like a Apocalypse Now, Colonel Kurt situation. Mm. He's uh, we're making, like John McAfee, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But uh, definitely suspicious and uh, definitely kind of awesome that they're going to have to dig up this body. And even if it, the body's there, it's like, you know, every once in a while you need a, a good old-fashioned grave digging. Yeah. What, what would solve everything, though? The, the happy ending would be yeah. they dig him up, he's actually dead, and there's like a thumb drive up his ass that has the We found the it! Yeah, we found it. Perfect. Yeah. Boom. Solved. Yeah, they're going to have to chop that body all the way up like the shark from Jaws to make sure that there's no <laughs> disk drive in there or anything that could uh, yeah. potentially have some files on it. Yeah. If there even is a body. There's a, there's a bottle in it with uh, the notes, the keys on it, and it's corked. It's just sitting around in there. Yeah. Speaking of crimes, here's a story I'm not really sure that we covered the first time around, but if we did, it's gone from the internet completely. Back in circa 2015, a guy named Rossi Larathio Adams II was running a company called State Snaps LLC that was basically a bunch of social media accounts centering around debaucherous photos and videos from Iowa State University. Binge drinking, naked Snapchats, and so on. Uh, It sounds like it was going quite well, or at least well enough for Adams to drop out of school and just focus on this full-time. Yeah. Well, the only problem was, while Adams did have doitforstate.com with the number four, he did not have doitforstate.com with the word four. Someone else did. Two brothers named Chris and Ethan Deo had registered the domain explicitly to try to undercut Adams' success with the business. They'd also locked down a bunch of social media handles with F-O-R instead mm-hmm. of the number four. Um, it's a shitty thing to do. But also, everyone involved in this story is shitty. One of the Deo brothers was, like, arrested on, like, charges of helping someone else do some sexual assault shit. <laughs> They're all bad people. Anyways, the domain thing, it pissed Adams off. They're trying to cut in on his business. So yeah. he looked into the trademark filings for the new knockoff brand. Uh, found Ethan Deo's home address and showed up unannounced to offer to buy the domain and social accounts, but they refused. Now, this back and forth, it continued for years with the brothers either offering to sell the accounts for exorbitant amounts of money or saying that they'd only agree to a profit-sharing deal. Eventually, things got even more hostile between the two parties, and Adams enlisted his cousin, Sherman Hopkins, to break into Ethan Deo's house and force him at gunpoint to transfer the accounts. So, obvious answer here. What did they do? Well, yeah, he he held him up at gunpoint and tried to get that damn website. So yeah, uh, direct action, or he, he he tried to. In the process of trying to do this, Deo grabbed Hopkins' gun. Hopkins shot Deo in the leg, and then Deo shot Hopkins several times in the chest. But Hopkins somehow lived. Uh, but he was also sentenced in June 2018, 20 years in prison. And last week, Rossi Larathio Adams II was sentenced for his role in this very stupid plan. Uh, he's getting 14 years in prison without parole. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't really seem worth it in hindsight, uh, especially since the fake do it for state website doesn't appear to have ever actually been used to impersonate the real do it for state website. It was all about pride, baby. It's It was all about pride. In he was Iowa, just trying to keep it real. We got two things, Slipknot and pride. You can't take away one of those things. Yeah. But someone appears to still be running the real do it for states accounts. Mm. I don't know if it's this LaRothio guy. Gerald Cotton. He's got, <laughs> it's someone's doing it. Yeah. And they're still just posting like fucking buttholes and shit on there. Well. There is a following for this. So, I, yeah. Cool. Are there no like revenge porn laws in Iowa yet? I think these were all submitted like willingly. Oh, okay. Well also, then, good for everyone involved. Also on the Twitter one, I'm not going to show you this. No. Uh, but uh, there's there's another fake do it for state account that replies to all the real do it for states accounts. The real do it for state will post like some Snapchat of some girl like showing off her body, and the fake do it for state will reply with a uh, similar Snapchat but of like extremely fucking graphic like homemade gay pornography. Okay, well it sounds like everyone's having a great time uh, in Iowa. Yeah, it's a great great place. Yeah. So there you go. Cheap gas, though. I think when, last time I was there, the premium gas was cheaper than the regular unleaded because of all the corn. Ethanol. Mm, yes. It's America's thing. We run on gas. Anyways, patrons and members, there is a weekly podcast this week, the final podcast of the decade. So Woo! if you haven't, please give that a listen. Yeah. And um, if you're not a patron or a YouTube member, uh, if you're on YouTube, you can click the join button. Uh, head over to the Patreon. There's a link below. Uh, we are very excited to enter this new decade and yeah. uh, hopefully uh, keep our he heads above water in doing so and keep making yeah. the show for you. So head there to support the channel and uh, you can do a lot more supporting by watching our other episodes over here. We got a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News. We got a brand new episode of News Dump. Watch those. So, uh, you know, it's got to get those views up. Do it YouTube's for state. Do it, you, yeah, do it for state. YouTube's going to kick us off the site if you don't do it for state. Yep. All right. We'll see. Oh, my, I cut my hair. Bye. Bye.